I'd say you gotta treat everybody like your brother. Everybody, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is. You could be, you could be passing the puck with anybody. It doesn't matter. You're gonna you're gonna pass the puck with anybody. You're gonna be t- with anybody. There's no, there's no like it's everybody's together. Um, I'd say there's also just the level of just you have to just hard work. You I mean at the end of the day, like the quote, "Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard." I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's super true. I mean, super true got to become process driven and not outcome driven mm. so if you you familiar with that at all of course yeah obviously you have to you can't focus on like the numbers of what you're playing like where who's maybe who's looking at you or like all these things that you can't control necessarily mm. you just got to focus on what you can do today so you're just you're just working out how are you going to get better today how are you going to get better today and you just mm-hmm. doesn't matter like what's happening Mm-hmm. But you're just working every day, and mm-hmm. eventually those days will stack up, and before you know it, you'll persevere through like two months of getting, and you've gotten so much better, and you'll reap the benefits of that later on. Just. Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Jiao, and today I'm very lucky to be joined by ice hockey team captain Cade DeWolf. Welcome to the show, man. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Of it's, course, it's we've been wanting to do this for like almost a year, right? Yeah, you ever since me, like, like Spanish. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, you're such a cool guy. I'm so grateful that I finally have you on the pod. Do you want to jump straight into it? Yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's go. So the first question for you, as always, what is your why and what gives you purpose and meaning? Yeah, so when I if I had to say what my why is and what gave mm. me a purpose, I would say, I think it really comes down to my faith and mm. it just being the true to myself and true to God and mm. just following those. I grew up a lot in the I, I grew up going to church. I mean, mm-hmm. being from Texas, it's kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, although there is a lot of like dif- I found I find find um, following my faith difficult at times. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of good to be pulled out of religion and and faith. Definitely. Yeah. So I definitely say following my faith and just being true to myself. Yeah. And sort of coming back to the part of being a team captain this year, you, um, you're a team captain and you've been here for, um, how many years again? Uh, two years. Two years. And yeah, to make it two years as a team captain, is quite a feat. So how, how is your journey like being a team captain this year? It was a really fun journey. I mean, it mm. was uh, difficult at times, but mm. you know, the team was really old. We had a lot of seniors, so yeah. and a lot of people, like I said to them, they all had letters at some point in their yeah. high school career. So it was like I didn't really feel like I had to do too much. I just kind of mm-hmm. felt like I was myself, and you know, I mean, it was I. I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. I mean, it it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot through it. And definitely, it was just a great year. Would you feel challenging at times to lead the team because some people might be you know slightly old or already pretty experienced players? Yeah, I mean, at times I feel like it, it might have been difficult, but mm-hmm. they're kind of it kind of comes down to you know everybody in the team respects each other, mm-hmm. and they know that, and, and they just know what to do and the right thing to do. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. I don't even have to say it. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's just a maturity level of our team with mm-hmm. everyone kind of being the same age that made it where my job was easy. Definitely. Do you sort of have an approach or a style of leadership? Like, do you have values that you sort of abide by? Yeah, I'd say that mm-hmm. I I really don't I really don't believe in negative talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. maybe people might say that's soft and all this, but I feel like yeah. there's always just something to say about just encouraging people and just encouraging your teammates to just Definitely. get the best out of them, Building even when they mess yeah. up. Because, I mean, I'm I've a big uh, 
I got into last year into sports psychology. I don't know if you mm. lot about sports psychology, but a lot, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love sports yeah, psychology. It's yeah. really, it really is ingenious, uh-huh. and it, like have, trying to like hack your mind mm-hmm. and like figure out get the best out of someone because yeah. you know you could be doing all the training in the world and you feel mm-hmm. like you're you feel like you you should be playing great, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like your mind's just not letting you. Maybe you get one bad rep at practice, but the whole practice was good, but you just can't let that bad rep go and it just ruins the rest of your practice. Definitely, so it's little things like that that like guys yeah. don't really think about. So I feel like this like starting off with some guys that were like sophomores, like mm-hmm. trying to just like teach that to them was yeah. like, I find that that's like something to do. Definitely. And, and then also just, um, I find, I find myself to be pretty vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I like have a lot of emotion on, um, so I mean, I definitely say vocal and I'm, I'm not like, um, I'd say vocal and uh, those are pretty much some things I abide by when definitely. trying to lead, definitely. yes. And speaking of sports psychology, man, um, what you brought up that the mental side is actually very important. Like there are so many quotes out there saying, you know, sport, the mental side is 80% of sports and the f- physical is only like 20%, something like that. It's so important to sort of for athletes to be in a good mental state so they can perform well, like consistency, like uh, like a lot of athletes, like I, I believe like skill wise, you know, a lot of athletes have the skill to sort of and put it put it in the goal you know but to do that on a daily basis it really comes down to like their mental strength and all that and it's it's really like cool to see you for like sort of having that in mind and sort of like trying to bring that to, to the team so coming back to that so what what is your ice hockey journey like like how did you first get into ice hockey? because you said you're from texas you know yeah, and yeah. Is, is is hockey big there um not really <laughs> not really yeah. at all i mean it's pretty straightforward it's football it's football it's a football state <laughs> football. football town everywhere you know yeah, exactly um so i really didn't play hockey growing up at all i mean mm. i didn't start until i was about nine when i started playing on a my first team mm. i played everything growing up i mean from soccer ba- basketball baseball football <laughs> lacrosse like I, wow. I tried it all golf but um golf. <laughs> like the hockey i just kind of fell in love with when i was nine through um one of my friends who uh, mm-hmm. he was um, he played at Cornell, so that's, oh, uh, okay. he was a, he was from Dallas, and uh, he mm-hmm. was one of the first players to go to college out of Dallas. So it was a okay. pretty cool thing that my dad just worked with his dad, and mm-hmm. he kind of showed me hockey. So I mean, from then on, like I loved I liked the game a lot, and I, I love the game. And I uh, went into Dallas, and I played uh, for a Double A team called the Dallas Penguins for three four years, mm-hmm. and um, and then I moved on to Triple A, mm-hmm. where I played for uh, Stars Elite in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. And then I uh, came here for my last two years and mm-hmm. then uh, hoping to go to juniors later on and definitely. college later down the road. Yeah, man. Because, um, like, definitely mentioning there's not a lot of, you know, because football is such an emphasis, was it hard for you to sort of find teams and was it expensive to, to yeah. sort of go to these teams? I mean, it kind of, yeah, like, um, that's a really good question because, like, coming here, like, that mm-hmm. was a lot of my decision was the fact that, like, in Texas, especially when COVID hit, mm-hmm. I was doing online school and I was traveling on long 14-hour bus rides to the middle of nowhere, Iowa. 14? Yeah, all the time. Oh, every weekend we were traveling to, like every other weekend we'd be going to Iowa, California, like Michigan, all these places. California. It was like that forever. Jeez. So, I um, mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of, that's a big time commitment at times. Yeah. And, you know, your schoolwork, it has to have a, you got to have time for that. Yeah. So my, and um, eventually it was just like after doing that for four years you kind of get burnt out and you just you got to find somewhere else and it's kind of how I got here and that's kind of the biggest problem with uh, hockey in Dallas is the I mean maybe maybe we'll talk about that later but the the hindrance of like money is a Mm. big issue because of the teams there's there's so few Mm -hmm. and they they set the price point and oftentimes they raise it and they lower it how they see fit Mm -hmm. so that's a big difficulty too. 
Definitely. And was it hard for you to sort of travel and to practice every day or? Uh, not really. I mean, mm. I, I, I really love hockey. So yeah. for me, going, missing school and going to travel and do all that was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> that was all I wanted to do. Yeah. But like, it realistically, like it was just time to move on from that lifestyle at that point. Definitely. And I think sort of being going through that traveling a lot, going through all these experiences sort of builds up your mental strength in some sense. And it builds up like this passion for your sport. So what would you say, like, how, how do you really prepare for games and, and what is sort of like your routine or sort of some of that going to games every single game? Yeah. Um, mm. so I mean, I have a pretty strict routine. Um, mm. um, there were at, it changes at times. I mean, every year mm. it probably changed a little bit, but this year I was pretty strict on every, every before every game. Mm-hmm. About uh, two hours before, I would drink like a dunk sized coffee. <laughs> Just always, I've always have a coffee. I gotta have some caffeine. I'm a, yeah. I like, I don't know. I mean. Maybe it's a mental thing, but I've always just believed that like a little caffeine just kind of maybe gets you going a little bit. I mean, no, just definitely. get you dialed. I mean, there's there's things to be said about it, but yeah, it's scientifically proven too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then I'll do that, and then I mean, I'll tape I'll tape both my sticks, get them all re- get my sticks all ready. I'll change my warm up clothes every, every game, and mm-hmm. all throughout this, I'm listening to music. I'm just kind of listening to some like EDM, some like <laughs> uh, upbeat music. I mean, I'm not yeah. really I'm not really fo- the music's just kind of in the background at this point. And I'm like kind of socializing and getting ready, you know, and then um, pretty much for about like 45 minutes, like I'll just, uh, well, for, for about like 30 minutes, I'll play like sewer ball, which is just like where all the boys, we get like a soccer ball and we uh, line up and we like in a circle mm. and you should, t- you guys do it in soccer. I see it's probably, yeah. like, it's probably like just like, touch. You just keep it yeah, in the air. Okay. Rondo, and, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, yeah we oh. keep it in the air, but except like we keep it in the air and if it like comes to you, you can like hit it and hit somebody. You're trying to get them out. So like you're trying to like win the game. Wait, you're using a soccer ball? For yeah, that? using a soccer ball. We do it. We do it before every game in practice. It's a big, it's a big hockey. It's a big hockey thing, I guess. Is it actually? Yeah. You like should, everywhere? Yeah, you should look it up. Yeah, it's a big thing in the pros. I mean, uh-huh. every, every league, every everybody does it. Okay. And then I mean, I usually try and get some visualization in before. Okay. So I'll like go up to the go up to like maybe the bleachers or the stands, and I'll just kind of sit there and like close my eyes and just focus on my breath for a little bit. I mm-hmm. think that there's just like. Getting yourself in the moment is pretty. It's pretty big. You don't want to get ahead of yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. want to just take everything in as in as it's happening. And then mm-hmm. eventually, like our um, coach will come in, talk to us for a little bit, and then we'll go do our dynamic warm up. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's kind of where like I try to start flipping the switch and like bringing my intensity up for mm-hmm. the game because mm-hmm. I think that you can't. Oftentimes, people I've found myself doing it too. Like I get too intense too early, and then by the time you're at the game, you know it's like kind of you may get tired you might not feel like yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know definitely. it's just like that's just like a mental thing you gotta you gotta just look at so mm-hmm. and then um get dressed get out there team talk yeah i mean i always will uh give our our team a talk um so we like uh mm-hmm. our coach will give us a talk before we go out on the ice and then we'll yeah. go out on the ice and then um bef- after warm-ups we all like, go in the net and then i'll give my, our team a little pep talk and get them going and then we'll get ready for puck drop Speak, speaking of team talk, do you do you prepare these things? Do you write it out, or it's more mental at the moment, using your emotions to? It's it's kind of more mental at the, mo- in the in the moment. Like at the end of the day, like you could really say anything, but as long as like hmm. the way you say it yeah. has some meaning, most of the time, like the team will just get behind you because the, bo- the everybody is kind of before a game, you know, everybody's just kind of in their own world in a way because they're all tr- everyone's trying to do what they need to do to play Definitely. their best. Yeah. Some guys are more vocal, some guys are, are not. You yeah. know, some people are, it's just some people <laughs> play they got to play different ways, you know. Yeah. And that's like uh so 
really, I mean, I don't really prepare anything. I just kind of, I have, I know what I want to say. I might like think about it the day before, like what I want to say, but I'm not writing anything down or something like that. Interesting. Interesting. Could you give, give um, anyone some like not only suggestions, but a little demonstration of like what you would say on a, on a, (laughs) on a, before a game, prior to a game, you (laughs) you know, like, I mean, when Cushing came, so Cushing <laughs> came to us, and I mean we we gave him a game, a really good game. I mean uh, they were they won the they were the number one team for prep a lot of the year. They yeah. ended up losing the Elite Eight championship. Well, we they came to our rink and they were they were talking a lot of crap before the game, talking a lot about like um how like they're basically going to beat us. You know they, they just they just thought they were going to come in and beat us. Mm-hmm. And um just kind of before the game, we were just like you know like I was sitting on the net. I was just like listen like. This team thinks they're gonna come into our barn, <laughs> our home, and yeah. and walk all over us. Yeah. They, like they're disrespecting us. They they dis they they disrespected us last year, and we got yeah. and we got, and we got lucky with a tie. Uh-huh. And like it's stuff's gonna be different this year, kind of. It's just like obviously more intense, but like something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like is what you is what I probably say. Getting people fired up, and I, I can I can already foresee you at the down there just <laughs> yeah. getting hived and all the voices are cheering so what you mentioned earlier about visualization that's very interesting it, is is it practice that you sort of always um used or was it something that you developed in recent years or i, I think i developed it recently like mm-hmm. the last like the last year pretty much i mean I, after you I sort was, of discovered sports psychology i was looking at sports psychology a little bit and the first mm-hmm. thing that i like really looked at that was like um so like my trainer at home Cosmo mm-hmm. Clark, you know, he's uh, he runs a really great gym that that's where all, all of our uh, hockey guys, pretty much a lot of guys in Texas train at. And he kind of introduced it to me mm-hmm. and he like he had a sports psychologist that would come in every week and talk to all of us. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she kind of talked about was just talking about like um, deep breaths and like mm-hmm. making yourself present mm-hmm. and then like visualize visualizing the future to like see like you want to you want to how I was taught is that you want to focus on your breath mm-hmm. first. So you're like, you're taking some deep breaths, you know, like you, you really put yourself in the moment, focusing on your senses. So you're mm-hmm. like just here. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of thinking about the best things to happen in the situation. So you're like, put, say like I'm carrying the puck down the ice on the wing. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm going to do with that. Like my options, like imagine different situations on something that I know was going to happen during the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to imagine the worst, may, maybe even the worst. And you're like, well, well, how could this go bad? If it goes bad, well, how am I going to react? Mm-hmm. And if it goes good, well, how am I going to react? Mm-hmm. It's like just little things playing out in your head. That's not really too much, but it's, I think it makes a big difference just in terms of confidence. Do do the things that you visualize actually happen at times or? A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. I mean, there are a few instances, but I mean, sometimes like, I mean, I go into games, like I would say the first game of the year against Brewster. I mean, yeah. I, we go into Brewster, it's, it's, um, we're at Eagle Brook, you know, our ice wasn't in yet, which was yeah. unfortunate, but we were at Eagle Brook and it's, mm-hmm. and it was a big game, you know, everyone was like, it's the first game, you know, Brewster, mm-hmm. like obviously like we, we kind of expected to get like roll them a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't super close for a lot of it, but mm-hmm. they definitely put up a fight, but well, coming out there, I was really hyped up and I was kind of like thinking, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get one right away. I'm going to get, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get the first goal. Like I thought, like I was like, I told myself I was going to get that first goal and I mm-hmm. saw it happening just to, <laughs> just to rebound or something, something. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like Mateo, my, my, uh, my line mate at the time, yeah. he, I mean, he just hit a puck. I mean, it hit my stick and it went in and first <laughs> shift, you know, it was just like, wow. Like, it's just like yeah, actually yeah and you're just kind of like, you know, like I thought of that. And you, and then That's that crazy. like the whole game, you know, I thought like I was like everything that I kind of saw happening, like certain plays that I I knew I could do, 
uh-huh. they happened like two multiple times and it resulted well. And I was, so that's kind of just was like a testament to visualization and like the, the practice. Yeah. So, so do you think by visualizing you sort of are more confident on the, on the pitch or yeah, or I, what I think, sort of aspects is it? I think it like, increases your confidence. It's mm-hmm. just like, if you, it, ma- it makes you more prepared in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things that's kind of mental, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, but I think it's a little thing that anybody, anybody could try. It might mm-hmm. not work for everybody. You know, sports psychology in itself is not always an exact science I find, mm-hmm. but so it's kind of like you, she explained it to us as like, I'm going to give you a lot of information mm-hmm. and you're going to, you're going to take a lot of it in, but you're also going to leave a lot. So mm-hmm. that was one thing that I took in that I, that I liked. Definitely. What do you think are the most important qualities to be a, good ice hockey player um yourself (laughs) (laughs) i would say more than anything it just takes a lot of takes a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. i mean everybody on our team has worked really hard all year and they have worked hard for a a long time to get here Mm -hmm. and it's you need a lot of perseverance because you know the journey is not always it's not linear. It's not how you may, it might not be how you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you just get, you just got to kind of ride it out and trust the process. So I think being, and then also patience mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I mean, it takes a long time to get to where you want to be. And mm-hmm. then hockey is just one of those sports where it, it will take a while sometimes. And you just got to trust yourself. Definitely. I would say. And I mean, that's just outside of like athletic ability and all that, but mm-hmm. that's all like I'm talking mental though. Yeah. And I mean, with perseverance, have you yourself encountered many big challenges and throughout your journey? I mean, I feel like that it just like you, you, th- you have like, you have like dreams of where you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you want to be by a certain point. And it's like, Oh, sometimes like realizing like that's maybe that wasn't realistic. You, it's like, that's difficult. And so mm-hmm. like that maybe is a bump in the journey, but obvi- definitely like, I mean, growing up, I never, I never like in Texas for tryouts you have for our camps. Like this is another thing that makes Texas a little different. We do like these long camps before tryouts yeah. where you're skating with like this, like just like 40 guys mm-hmm. and there's only one triple A team in Texas. And like mm-hmm. to even get invited to the tryout because you get cut along a long time in the camp because yeah. all the tryouts are at the same time because they don't want you to go to other teams. It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as you're going in the camp, you got to go to a showcase to make the camp. And yeah. I never got, I never even, got this to the second day of the showcase until I was 13. Like, I mean, so like Mm. growing up, like I was, I mean, I didn't really do, I wasn't like that good of a hockey player. I mean, Mm. not like, I just, you just had to work, I just had to work to get, I had to get better. I mean, it's, you just kind of, that's kind of why, like, I mean, I just came here just because you could have a new level of hockey up here compared to staying down there and playing like, you're kind of playing the same people after a while because you're playing all these these teams all around the country. So yeah. just open up your experiences. Make it up prep hockey is a big jump. And what you said there was interesting. You said that you sort of never really got gotten, like you never really was a great player growing up and, and sort of like you, you had to sort of go through the struggle. Do you think that experience has shaped you to become who you are right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just like from a young age thinking like me, maybe at like a lower level hockey, I was like, Oh, mm. like I'm maybe I'm pretty good at this. And then going to club and being like, not nah, like really struggled for a year, year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when I found my footing, like oh, I was great. And then I got on this new team and it took a while yeah, to adjust. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, challenge upon challenge. Exactly. You just got to keep going and learning that young and just like, 
I think that's kind of where like my dad's influence came in because my mm-hmm. dad was a he was a Division one athlete and so he he really just like he was a big believer in just like he was a big influence on me and how I lead is just like encouraging me like he was always just like keep going like there's nothing there's no like it doesn't matter like coach problems like he doesn't care it's like just mm-hmm. keep going like keep playing just give me give me one more day like just keep going and then I kept going and eventually I got here so yeah that's quite a journey to go from you know no no sort of no invitation to now you're a team captain of very esteemed team you gotta say and i mean did faith help you along the journey too because you did mention at the start you know you're a big believer and uh yeah i mean faith definitely played a played a big role i mean going i was still attending church regularly in texas Mm -hmm. and it was um i mean especially during times when i was like maybe on the road a lot you know like Mm -hmm. just like leaning on my faith and finding time to pray was a big a big like part of my routine Mm -hmm. i'd like to do just to keep myself grounded and and just and like stay ready. I feel yeah. like it just kept me like always, no matter where I was, and, and no matter what was going on, I could be having a bad weekend, and I'm in the middle of Iowa, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I can just ground myself through prayer. Prayer, as in like, what what, what is? Do you, would you be willing to share like what what's your sort of approach to prayer? Do you yeah sort I of mean, express gratitude, or do you sort of um, yeah? I mean, like obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think a prayer is kind of more of like a. Mm-hmm it's kind of casual. It's kind of, it's not really, I mean, it's, it's sacred, but it's, it's not something that I, like I could be, I could pray at any moment. Like that's mm. kind of how I think of it. Like, I mean, I'm just kind of with my thoughts and I'm just mm. kind of bowing my head and I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm off, a lot of times like I'm, I spend time thanking mm. God and also, but I also spend time questioning, mm. asking, just mm-hmm. stating things like asking mm. about anything. It's just kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a, that's just kind of how I was raised with my mom was like, if, She's like, oh, you're worried about this. You're worried about that. Like, go pray. Yeah. Do you do you usually get responses, or do you feel you get your responses, or do you sort of see it? I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel like sometimes, like I'll I'll be like, you know, like why why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Or like why is this happening? And, I'm, and then yeah. I'm like, will like give like I'm like, I'm just it's just kind of like, oh, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. it's like why is this happening? And you just kind of you just kind of stick the path and then after a little bit, I mean, you, you start seeing it get better. You start like you, you maybe sometimes like, I can't really think of any moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I mean, like I'd say like just maybe when, when I was 13 going mm-hmm. making, like, I mean, when I was 12, I thought like I was gonna, I was, you know, I was on, I was on a double A team, which isn't horrible, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't really like enough to be like, you know, I don't want to dedicate this much time to hockey to be on this team because mm-hmm. it's, it's not really worth it to me. Yeah. So I was going to just pick up, I was going to go back to f- playing football more and other sports that I, I had to really quit because hockey takes up so much time in Texas. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I went to the, tr- my, the coach of the AAA team just somehow managed to see my mom at the life at Lifetime Gym in, in Plano, Texas. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're so-and-so's mom, my mom can you tell him to come out to the showcase of this triple A team that I wasn't going to go to? Cause I didn't really, I didn't really think I was going to make any, any splash. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, I ended up making the team that year and mm-hmm. you know, like at the moment I was shocked and I didn't think I, I was like, Whoa, I, be- I belong here. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I was like, I, I don't belong here. Like at first <laughs> I was like, I don't belong here. And then eventually I found my footing and I found out later on that because he, he used, he told me in my exit meeting because I was with him for three. I was with him for two years, two years, and I'm in my two years. He told me on my on my exit meeting. He was like, like listen, like I took you as like the 12th forward on a 12th forward roster. So I was the last forward taken, and even then I was 
dead tie. And maybe I was probably worse than some other players that were, that were like tied with me above me. And he, and he was like, I just took a chance and it paid off. Like, (laughs) so it's just like, there's like, maybe I feel like that could have been fate. Just, just fate. Just kept believing. Yeah, exactly. Just good things happen if you just keep going. Definitely. And, and especially being an underdog too, it's just, you, you sort of just develop that, that perseverance naturally. Yeah. Respect that. And I think it's perfect time to sort of shift gears towards talking more about the team, hockey team right now. Yeah. You know I mean? So what do you think this or our, our ice hockey culture is like here? Um, my culture, do you mean just like the locker room and like yeah, the other guys? Yeah, just the locker room, just the, just the boys. I mean, I see you guys just together almost all the time. You, like know, you guys are just yeah close and tight, you know what I'm saying? It's just I think there's... um. I've had a lot of talks with the faculty and people about the hockey team, like uh, Scott Bloom, my advisor, who yeah. loves love Scotty. Yeah, Scotty and he <laughs> and he like he kind of brought up a point to me. He's like, hockey players are so close to each other, yeah. unlike any other team. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because of the way we are always we always are like hockey players. Like we just kind of, you know, like to be honest, like a lot of people find us a lot of maybe like oh they're unapproachable. They're always together. Like they maybe they're mm-hmm. like they they seem like we're unapproachable. We're really not. Like mm-hmm. guys are all guys are all nice. Like everybody, everybody like likes everybody here. Like they they they're nice guys and yeah. I mean at the end of the day, like we just kind of we have a good culture on the locker room. Like I mean we're all messing around. We all we all like everyone likes each other. Can get along. Everyone you always see us all sitting together at dinner still, even though the season's over. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'd say the culture is just like it's encouraging. It's it's a good culture. I mean, it has been. I mean, there's. Yeah. I mean, and it's evident too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's. It, I hope it, I hope the culture continues on with the new coach and everything too. So that that would be good, interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. And and there's one point that you sort of brought up in the midst of um, what you were saying that some people may think that you're un- uh, unapproachable sometimes because of the nature that you sort of always sit together and sort of um that you're sort of like always with each other well, what do you think are sort of ways that we can sort of let that barrier go you know what i'm saying because for like for yeah. example for for me and like for other guys who who are who know you guys personally i'm you you guys are like some of the nicest people i've met but like i heard from other people that people don't really know about the hockey people and they just sort of have these stereotypes on you guys and what do you think are sort of ways that we can work around it you know you know i, I mean that's a really interesting question because I mean, I think a lot of people have asked that, and I think it's I think it kind of comes down to just like everybody's just kind of got to socialize a little bit. You gotta you know take risks in class. I mean, maybe I don't I don't see all the boys in class, so I don't know. But I mean, it mm-hmm. just comes down to like get to know the person next to you, get to know your who you're sitting by. Like maybe just like little mm-hmm. conversations here and there. But I think um, just like people might be intimidated to have a conversation or they might think like, you know, like mm-hmm. we're like I just everybody on the team is, they're just, they're beauties. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a hockey course. turn. It's a be like beauties. Like they, they just, yeah. They're great guys. I mean, I agree with you. Speaking of beauty, who's, who's, who's the cutest guy on the team? <laughs> cutest guy on the team. Uh, it's definitely Millen. Millen. Millen? Yeah, definitely uh, Millen. <laughs> Love Millen. Love Millie. And, um, Jojo actually asked me to 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 ask you this question, but how how do you rate him as a as an inmate line mate? Uh, Jojo, <laughs> uh, as a line mate. 
Honest uh, opinion. Honest opinion, <laughs> JoJo, bro. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, nah, I'll give him. I'll give him a ten out of ten as a liney. You know, uh, um, JoJo. He, he's probably the fastest kid. I mean, I've seen on the ice. He flies. Just yeah. it's crazy. What and you know, he'll 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 he'll. I love JoJo. So yeah. How do you, how do you rate Rorick though? Ricky. Ricky. Uh, zero zero out of ten. Ricky's a li- <laughs> Ricky's a liability. Um, literally, he, he he's he's from New Jersey, so you know it's it's not good. You know that's, that's kind of why he's a liability. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. I mean, so I mean, speaking of that, like you guys have such a good culture and sort of such a good bondage with each other. How did you guys sort of develop this cohesion? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's um, it's kind of just a lot of it. Just kind of happens naturally. Um, yeah. I'd say because coming here like last year, I would say like the culture. Like I was, I was pretty scared to come here. Like I was like, you know, like this is a totally different place. You know, I'm not, I'm not from here at all. Uh-huh. I'm not used to. I'm not used to this. I've never met any any of these kids, you know, I was just yeah. coming in blind, hadn't even seen haven't even seen the school. Like mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember last year's captains, Nick LeClaire and Jack Burgess. Mm-hmm. Shout out those are, I miss those guys. You know, they yeah. they just they they brought me in and they were like I was on the fourth floor of Tron, they were on the first floor. Mm-hmm. And since day one they're always telling me to come down, hang with them. They were always making time to be with me. Mm-hmm. And I mean Nikki let me um we would always have we had split season on the weekends, which is where we play like tournaments for um triple a teams in boston mm-hmm. and uh so i was on nikki's team and i'd always stay at his house so like i was getting close with these other nmh guys that were staying at his house so like mm-hmm. probably like six guys and mm-hmm. then like the other they had the other guys had their other team and they were getting close mm-hmm. and you know you kind of bring that bondage together and it's mm-hmm. it, it, it builds and like you're always with each other we're always we're skating in the, in the fall you know it's kind of mm-hmm. just like if you're a hockey player like a lot of times like i don't mean like it doesn't matter who it was like at the beginning of the year beginning of the year like i'm gonna Reach, I'm gonna, try to bring I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and know. I want to know the kid. I, I know. I, I feel like I know all my teammates pretty personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, and, and I, I literally was just gonna ask if if someone was sort of feeling left out, would you be the as a team captain? Would you be the person to sort of just go there and sort of understand them and try to try your best to sort of get them involved? Involved and do you sort of have incidents in your mind? I mean, you don't need to point names, but sort of just have you done those things where you sort of noticed how know so people aren't getting along and as a captain you sort of yeah step in i've had to there have been instances but i mean i don't really want to talk about the instances that yeah of course. Sorry, but i mean of there course. are there are like i can mm-hmm. think of times but like i mean i'd say like it's just kind of just not really a captain thing it's just like being a good guy being mm. a good i'm, I'm like a, a human and you just gotta like mm-hmm. nobody wants disagreements on a team so you, any, i hope anybody i think anybody would step in yeah love it and speaking of, I mean, we are all in boarding school and we all sort of so still go to school. And I mean, a- a- academics is sort of like a big time commitment. How do you sort of balance between academics and athletics? Um, I mean, I find study hall to be a great resource. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, I used to yeah. last year, my classes were a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. So I would I really relied on study hall and I did a lot of my work during then. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just it just comes down to like you got to you got to be disciplined enough to just find the time to do your work. Mm-hmm. You just, you have to like, I mean, and in Texas, like if I was in class and I had any free time, I'd just do my homework right then and there. So, because I go straight from school to hockey and I want, and I didn't, when I didn't want to come home and have to do homework, like that's, yeah. the, that's the worst feeling is when you Definitely. still have homework. So I just want to get it done. Yeah. And I would, and I did, I would do all my work and I still feel like there's something to be said. Like, I think that depending on what you're taking in a lot of classes, you could, get away with not studying for tests if you just do your homework your basic your basic <laughs> work because a lot of it you'll learn and if you do it to like a good a good point you, you yeah. will comprehend a lot of it 
Yeah. It's just regular, just paying attention. Just daily basis. Exactly. And, and focusing class. And I think, what do you, before I ask the question, what do you think the importance it is to, to balance good academics and good thugs? Because, like, you know, if, by figuring out the why, knowing that it is important, like, people would just naturally do it. But, like, you know, why is it important? Like, some people don't even think it's that important, you know? I think it's important because there is more to life than your sport, I think. Mm. And realistically, like, I... I want to use I want to play hockey for lo- as long as I can, but I want to use hockey to get somewhere in terms of schooling. I mean, mm-hmm. where, wherever that is, I don't know, but I think that when you when you keep keep your grades high, you make it where you just you 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 as a player for any sport, you look way better to any college, any place you want to get looked at because no matter what the issue is, like you like I can I can use my dad as an example. He was a swimmer at Texas A&M, and he was on athletic scholarship, but he had such good grades. And then they wanted to bring this other guy in who's a really talented swimmer, and they needed to move his scholarship to that guy. So, But it wasn't an issue because my dad has had such good grades from school and his time in college already. They just put him on an academic scholarship instead. Mm. So, like, something like that. Like, you could you could go to Division One school maybe, and you could be like, like oh, I'm not going to get any athletic, athletic money, but maybe I'm going to get a- academic money because your mm. scores are high, your grades are good, and you balance that with the sport, which is a, which is also something to say, really something to be proud of when you're looking at, like, jobs later on. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, speaking of sort of, and, and to perform well in academics, that could be another challenge, too. So sort of sometimes, you know, so, so for example, if you have big games coming up, if you have uh, and you have a test coming up, like how do you sort of struggle, b- balance, juggle between the two? Because you know both are important. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely challenging. Yeah, at times, you know what I'm saying. I would say, you you, you got to just find a little bit of time. I mean, sometimes like I would in the season, I maybe like I'll get a little lackadaisical in schoolwork. Sometimes I'm just kind of mm. like coasting at times, you know, mm. waiting to study the next day. I might I might just make it where like one day if I have a game the next day and I might just do no work and just say like I'm gonna do it all later. And yeah. I would and it sucked and I hated it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I did it. Like it's just you just kinda gotta do it. But just gotta get through it. Yeah. I mean And I mean I think that like that by itself could be could be very beneficial for sports too. Like I think Kobe said it when he said like just him trying his best to focus in class helped his sports performance because he focused better. No, I, because I, it's I, like focus is like focus is just like a habit. It's like a daily habit. Look, when he's wherever he is, he's just present, and then that habit just continue on on the, on the hockey field because you know what the worst case scenario is for someone to be, you know. In class and then thinking about sports, but then on sports, stressed about <laughs> academics. Exactly, that, that could yeah. be that that that's like the worst thing possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely yeah. agree. You don't you don't want that. You that's, don't want that. It's a good just, quote from Kobe too. Yeah, just just want to be present. In Is that when your role models, Kobe? Oh yeah, I love Kobe, man. I mean, Kobe. Uh, I mean, rest in peace. He's just he's he's. I think he's one of the the first people that I sort of started looking at when I sort of started decided to look at self impro- self improvement wanted to just become the best version of myself yeah. because he <clears throat> worked so hard but he he's also a person that's willing to s- step out and and put his energy and effort into influencing and helping others yeah he was and a, I just respect that and he's a just, great not only a great athlete but he's a he's a great man yeah he's a great person he was yeah and that's that's something I look up to like 
Michael Jordan, is he a better basketball player than Kobe? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I shouldn't say 100%, but like, I, I, mean, I, would, I would say, say 100%. I would say, I would say he's definitely a better player. But as a better, as a person I respect more, as a person I look up more, definitely Kobe. Why? Because he's just a better person. And I think that's the most important thing is not only being a good athlete, but being a good person. And I think that's, like, for me, adding on to what you were saying, like, the importance of academics is just, you know, being a good Per being like academics teaches you good values and good good person, and think I think at the start you were mentioning about the values that that religion sort of brought you. So, so this is sort of shifting gears all the way back. You know, we sp yeah, spun yeah. around sort of back to you again. What do you think are are your most important values and that you value? Um, just in life, I would say I really value well, obviously my faith, but um. I'd say my family is very big. I mean, I always make, I believe you should always make time for your family, always talk, and I always, I'm really big on spending time with my family whenever I can, and I always call, I always make time to call them, even my grandparents, and I, maybe that's just the way I was raised, but find family to be very important. And then gratitude, obviously. I mean, I'm a big believer in gratitude and just being nice to people in general. Like, I mean, there's mm -hmm. there's really no reason to be rude or anything. No, just, definitely. Just nice, being nice, and then, um, kind of another value. I mean, I mean, would you consider like hard work a value? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of my top values just from everything. Like, I mean, I don't consider myself to be the most skilled player by any, any means, but I feel like I can take this most skilled player just because I find myself working hard. Definitely. And you brought up three very important values and just want to add on to all of them. I feel like, you know, family, like you said, definitely it's, it's hard in, in the boarding school times, you know, you just occupied you're surrounded how do you sort of find time f with your family and, and because you know there's always like, things going on classwork all that yeah you how know, do you sort of balance well um well I always I always I pretty much call my uh, I'm pretty close to my grandparents just because they always grew up taking me to hockey in school live right mm. by me so um yeah. my he's my papa is one of my role models and I always I pretty much call him every night just to check in on him it could be it could be like I called him before here. And it was only like five minutes. It could be five minutes, 20 minutes. Like it could be mm -hmm. a long time. It could just be a check in like, hey, how was your day? Like, what's up? Just kind of chatting. Keep keeping yourself like it just gives you that piece of home because you, you keep you grounded. Then, I mean, any time you can escape, like I'll always call my, I usually call my mom at night and it's just kind of like a, like it maybe mm -hmm. it's like a good night and it's just like a nothing. But sometimes you get yourself in a conversation and you're, and you're talking. It's good to just, it's good to just refresh and just talk to those people that you don't see often anymore than you used to see all the time. Love it. Lo I love that. I mean, yeah, I remember at the start of the um, ethics class, you you know, everyone had, had to bring one thing to pour to them, and you brought your jersey, and you said that it's the first jersey that your grandpa brought you, and you just sort of remind him, remind yourself of him every single day, sort of, because that's sort of like one of your, the, the, the purpose, well, not purpose, but one of the, like, sort of the people that you fight for that you remind yourself of stepping on the field every single or sorry on the on the ice every single day. yeah 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 and on gratitude totally agree with you man gratitude is so important it's it's you know when you express gratitude when you're positive you just you bring the positive energy and other people are positive to you and just everything is just positive and you live in a positive community and you exactly. feel happy about yourself and, and people feel happy about you. People want to be around you. People respect you. People look up to you and, and just everything comes natural. It's just gratitude is like so essential to, to, to just a good community. And do you think gratitude is one of the main reasons why ice hockey, the team is, is so like positive and, and just like united you would say, or 
I mean, yeah, may- maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, I think it's just, I think it just comes comes down to like, I mean, yeah, I'd say gratitude is definitely a big part of it. But I think the like the closest of the team just comes down to the culture that was already there, and that's mm. the idea of just like, you know, we're always gonna be we're always gonna be like with you guys. Like we're always gonna mm. like the, we just kind of have this culture of just always being together. Mm. And I mean, it, people might not like that, but I, I find it to be. A lot of fun like I mean I'm yeah. always with the boys a lot and always always with them and always in the dorm you know at the gym you're always kind of it just it's make, it makes it good because you have someone that like is doing everything with you like working out like training yeah. you know training's better with a partner I find someone else mm-hmm. that's with you you know because they, they you push you push yourself you push them like it's mm-hmm. just it keep, makes the train a little more fun mm-hmm. and I'd say the same thing on the ice like we're always you're there's on the ice when you just I'd say that the the culture is close but then once you get on the ice and you start skating together it's just it becomes even closer because you figure out like who you have some chemistry with who you can play with like who you are good with and then you can just like maybe like this play happened and you just are like yeah like oh like I like this guy like this like little things that you just don't really notice but they're happening yeah and and what do you think the 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 values of and the benefits that you felt like just being in a community like this that has shaped you you know I mean I feel like it's given me a lot more confidence because you just Mm. I mean you you meet a lot of people and you get a lot of new experiences and through these people and and you just and you you I've also it's also given me like a whole new family I mean everybody that I feel like I've been with last two years has been like I've been really close with and I can I consider a lot of my brothers and and Mm. that um at the, that's it, that's it, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's about yeah. it. Like, you, whenever you need, you can just ring up them and, you know, they'll be there. Exactly. Love it. And and for perseverance, what would you say to anyone, like, give them a tip on how to build that res- perseverance and hardworking spirit? I'd say you got to become process-driven and not outcome-driven. Mm. So, if you you familiar with that at all? Of course. Yeah, obviously. You have to, you can't focus on, like, the numbers of what you're playing, like, where who's maybe who's looking at you or like all these things that you can't control necessarily mm. you just got to focus on what you can do today so you're just you're just working out how are you going to get better today how are you going to get better today and you just mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like what's happening mm-hmm. but you're just working every day and mm-hmm. eventually those days will stack up and before you know it you'll persevere through like two months of getting and you've gotten so much better and you'll reap the benefits of that later on just focusing on daily improvements. Obviously, you're all about that, right? Yeah, all about that. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. And um, looking ahead, though, um, what, what's your sort of ambitions with ice hockey? And what do you want to achieve? What do you plan to achieve? <laughs> this is more like a future question. Yeah. Um, well, I hope to go to college for ice hockey, whether it's Division One or Division Three. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Um, You're playing juniors, right? Yeah, I'm, going to, I'm playing juniors next year. Don't mm-hmm. know where yet, but hopefully... And a league called the NHL, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, maybe NCDC. It just depends. It's just a few junior leagues and okay. um, play in one of these leagues, and then for maybe one or two years, and then go to college. That would be a goal. Uh-huh. And just going to like the best college I can, mm-hmm. and where I could play hockey is just it's kind of just like my goal. I mean, really, I have like obviously some schools in mind, but I don't really like I don't I don't want, I don't want to jinx anything. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, you, but I, there's there's obviously like dreams there, but you know. It's kind of just not, ex- but I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to like, I don't have any expectations because I don't really like, I don't, I don't find, I don't want myself to get, I don't want to get my hopes up or I don't want to focus on tomorrow so much as I just got to focus on what I can do today to make tomorrow better. Mm. 
I feel like that's just kind of, that's kind of what I think about when it comes to hockey. I love that quote. Um, I mean, is, is juniors like a, mu- like a must go through thing for every ice hockey player that aspires to play in, in, in college? Because almost every yeah. one I know. It's, in the it's pretty much, uh, pretty much a must. It's about like, uh, I mean, everybody pretty much will play juniors at any, there's so many levels, so many teams. I mean, everybody can find a team. And some, and you pretty much will always play juniors for uh, until you're maybe 18, 19, 20. I mean, 21. You could be mm-hmm. aging out at 21. I mean, it's it's just kind of a way to mature and develop your game a little more before college. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, I was think I was thinking like yeah, because if everyone else does it, you know, then the age of hockey players in college would probably be slightly older, right? It is, and then so that's why sort of like this pattern sort of continues, and everyone sort of takes juniors. And but but do you have to sort of like still apply to college again, where you colleges directly look at you and then look at your scores back in high school and all that? Yeah, you'll apply to college later on for a lot of oh. t- for all of them, and you'll they'll and they'll, they're all yeah they're all taken in your scores from now. So like, I mean like you they'll take in your senior senior year this time because you're reapplying later mm-hmm. on. So you know how like it's usually so important. I mean yeah. So yeah. it's it's it has its benefits, but it's also it's basically like. It is what you make it because, like, some teams you might have to work a job. Some teams you'll take some classes while you're mm-hmm. also playing games. But it's a job in mm-hmm. itself because you're just playing hockey pretty much all the time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's perfect to sort of go through all this. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's great. Learned so much from you. <laughs> and I sort of have some, like, final questions to throw at you. So the first big question for you, what are um, a few non-negotiables for you? Um not only to you, but for your teammates, for your team. In terms to, of, to, like... To, to achieve high performance, the best performance that you can be. Um, you, you just... I mean, you gotta treat everybody... I'd say you gotta treat everybody like your brother. Everybody, mm. it doesn't matter who it is. You could be... You could be passing the puck with anybody. It doesn't matter. You're gonna, you're gonna pass the puck with anybody. You're gonna be with anybody. There's no... There's no, like... It's everybody's together. Um... I'd say there's also just the level of just you have to just hard work. You I mean at the end of the day, like the quote, "Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard." I think it's mm. I think it's super true. I mean, super you, true. You, you it doesn't like there's so many instances so I can think instances. of throughout playing hockey of just like teams that maybe I was the team that wasn't as talented that beat that team, and or sometimes it was us that we got beat by a less talented team just because we got outworked because they wanted it more. So mm-hmm. that you you have to. So that comes down to, like, another thing that I really value, and that's compete. You just – it doesn't matter, like, what the day is because, you know, sports are so up and down. There's no, it's, not, it's not linear. It's, it's a peaks and valleys. It goes up and down. You have great, you have great days. You have bad days. Mm-hmm. But you just got to find – take the good with the bad mm-hmm. and just keep going and competing and just, like, doing – the only thing you can really control is your compete. Mm-hmm. And I think that – I think it's like that in pretty much every sport. Mm-hmm. How is like how you're competing? How hard you're working? Hard and as long as you're competing, it doesn't matter. Everything will fall into place. So that's like that comes down to the visualization part. It's just like, what are you gonna do to put yourself in a position? So you're gonna you want to score a goal. You say it's in soccer. You want to make a save. Like what are you gonna do to before to guarantee that you have are in the best position and prepared to make that save or score that goal? Mm-hmm. That's like the focus. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna this game. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit all these guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be super hard in the corners, or I'm gonna win all these faceoffs. So like. Those things, those little things that you do, and they stack up, and eventually, before you know it, you, you're just in the right place at the right time, and falls on your falls on your stick, or the ball's right into your hands. Mm-hmm. In your case, love it. If you can go back 
to a moment in your life and see a younger version of Cade, would you, what, what would you say to him? I would say, um, to, like how young? To, like uh, Any point you can pick, you can pick if there's any point that you would want to go back in your life. I'm sorry if this is a challenging question, but... Yeah, um, if I could go back to my 12-year-old self who thought he was going to, he thought he was horrible, he thought he was going to quit, you know, he didn't really know what he wanted to do, I would just say to just keep going and to just, just, just enjoy it. Just because enjoy it, the it, I mean, like, it's a, it's a cliche, but, like, you look back at, like, your time in, like, middle school and, like, looking back, you know, you're a senior, I know we haven't lived that much, but you still had some experiences and, you know, there's a lot of times you look back really fondly of and you're just like, you know, like three of my years of double A hockey that I was, that I thought I was horrible in. Mm. I look back and I don't even think about the numbers or I don't even know the numbers. Like I don't even think they exist anymore because it was, you're so young. I should have just been focusing on how, how much fun I was having because I loved it. Like I loved the game. I loved going to practice every day. Like I, I, that's all I wanted to do was go play hockey. And like, that's just like, I just say, like, just keep loving the game. Like don't fall out of love with it. Don't fall out of love because, yeah, w- once you remain your passion, you just keep going. You just keep going. And it feels natural. when You enjoy hockey every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't When you enjoy something, job doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like job. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel like work. No, not at all. Just, it feels like relax. Exactly. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's fun. Last question for you. What do you define as your meaning of life? I mean, I, this could be a really big My meaning of life? Like yeah. what, like... I think my meaning of life is to just it's to be become just like where I want to be. You're saying like where do, what do I want to be or like yeah. what what I want to achieve in life. Yeah, I'd say just to be the happiest I can, and but also knowing that like if I if I'm on my deathbed, I want to look back and know that like I don't want to have regret regrets. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't I I want to I want to look back and say that I did it and I, I did, did it all. I did it all. I did it right. I did it how I wanted to do it, and I. No matter what happened, like I didn't let anything get me down, so like I just kept going. I think that's the perfect way to end. I mean, Cade. Again, I mean, it's it's amazing, man. Like the the stuff you said today is just absolutely amazing. I I really appreciate your time here. It's that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me on. Did you have a good time here today? I did. It was awesome. It It was was awesome. It was great fun. Yeah, bro. Love it. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, for listeners, thank you all so much for joining today. And we we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.